Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris, and we are broadcasting from makeshift studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia. You can follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod, email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com, and if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your preferred podcast app. I would really appreciate it. Folks, back again. Had a great weekend, went to my in-law's house. It was my mother-in-law's birthday last week, and so we celebrated with them. And my in-laws in their bathroom have a bidet. And I never really, I used like some before, but the way things worked out this weekend is just I kept having to use that bathroom. And I think I'm going to have to become a bidet person. I'm not sure. I don't know if we're bidet people, my wife and I. I have to think about that, but. I may become a bidet person. I don't know what that means for me as a person. Do I have to wear like fancier clothes or start eating different things? I don't know. I'm going to have to look into it. Today, we look at WrestleMania 8 from the WWF. WrestleMania 8 took place on April the 5th, 1992 from the Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis, Indiana. There were 62,167 in attendance. In a dark match, the Bushwhackers defeated the Beverly Brothers by pinfall. We start out with our intro. Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan welcome us to WrestleMania 8. Heenan says he's looking for the centerfold pictures Ric Flair said he was going to put on the big screen and Monsoon tells him don't start. They then run down some of the matches we are going to see. Howard Finkel introduces Reba McIntyre to sing the national anthem. Heenan makes his Tito's sister joke. She does an awesome job and gets a big ovation. Tito Santana versus Shawn Michaels with Sensational Sherry. The crowd boos Michaels and Sherry when they come out. Michaels and Sherry milk taking his stuff off and stalling to start the match. Michaels poking Santana in the chest before the match begins. They push each other and Santana with the early advantage with punches. He gets a crossbody for a two count. More shoving and Santana with a side headlock. Michaels gets to the ropes and Santana breaks. Michaels with punches to Santana and Santana reverses an Irish whip. Michaels avoids Santana by grabbing the ropes. He turns around and Santana clotheslines him to the outside. Sherry checks on Michaels. He gets up on the apron and Santana grabs him in a side headlock and brings him back into the ring. Michaels gets to the ropes and Santana breaks the hold. Michaels with some shots to Santana. Back and forth. Santana with a side headlock takeover for a two count. Michaels shifts over and gets a two count of his own. Michaels gets up, but Santana gets him right back down and still in the headlock. Santana with another two count. He gets several two counts. Michaels gets up and pushes off and goes to backdrop Santana, who rolls Michaels up for another two count. Back to the side headlock for another two count. Michaels up and pushes off again and then Santana thrown out of the ring when he comes back. Santana gets back to the apron where Michaels attacks him again. Michaels brings Santana in and hits a backbreaker. He gets a two count. Michaels gets a headlock on Santana. Santana gets to his feet and breaks the hold. 
He comes off the ropes and Michaels catches him with a super kick. He picks Santana up and Santana hits him with the right hand. Santana with an Irish whip drops his head and Michaels kicks him in the face. Michaels with an Irish whip and Santana comes back with his patented flying forearm. Michaels falls outside of the ring. Santana comes out after Michaels and runs him face first into the ring steps. Santana throws Michaels back in the ring. Santana hits Michaels with a flying shoulder tackle over the ropes. Santana with a series of moves and Michaels doing his best oversell job. Santana with another flying forearm and Michaels falls to the outside. He gets back on the apron. Santana grabs him to bring him back in and Michaels falls down on Santana and pins him. And it was very awkward. Heenan calls Michaels the star of the 90s. Mean Gene Oakland is out on the podium at the arena floor. He brings out the Legion of Doom who have new slash old manager Paul Ellering with them. They are back after Hawk was suspended for a drug violation. Ellering says he is returned. He said it is revenge that reunites them once again. He says he comes not to get rich, but to get even. Animal says Jimmy Hart cheated on his own team, and he says they are going to get money incorporated. He gets the crowd to chant LOD. Hawk says that the fans are where their hearts lay, and that's why they are the best. Ellering says the LOD is great because they dare to be great, and when they're good, they're very good, and when they are bad, they're very bad. He rambles on. This should have been shorter. Hawk finally says what a rush to end it. Sean Mooney interviews Jake Roberts. He asks him about the rumor that he plans to bring a snake to ringside, and Roberts says that's how rumors get started. They then show Roberts appearing on the funeral parlor and trapping the Undertaker's hand in the coffin and hitting the DDT on Paul Bearer and hitting the Undertaker with a chair. Roberts finishes with trust me. Jake Roberts versus The Undertaker with Paul Bearer. Roberts' last WWF appearance for four years as he holds Vince McMahon up for his release as he says he didn't want to be there anymore after being denied Pat Patterson's place as a member of creative. Undertaker and Paul Bearer get cheered as they come out, but the entrance isn't as grand as it would become. The bell rings and The Undertaker stalking Roberts. He goes to hit Roberts with a forearm and Roberts moves. He avoids Undertaker's shots and hits him with the right hand. Roberts' strategy is stick and move. A right hand knocks Undertaker to the outside, but he lands on his feet. Undertaker pulls Roberts to the outside and the crowd cheers wildly. He runs Roberts shoulder first into the ring post. He throws Roberts back into the ring and Roberts hits Undertaker with a knee lift as Undertaker was getting back in. Roberts with a corner whip. Undertaker blocks being corner whipped and hits Roberts with a throat thrust. He grabs Roberts by the throat and chokes him on the corner. Heenan says Undertaker may be Lurch from the Adams family. Undertaker with a corner whip and then drives Roberts back into the corner by the throat. Roberts falls to the mat. Undertaker picks Roberts up and hits him with another throat thrust. Undertaker with another corner whip, and Roberts falls to his knees as Undertaker goes to grab him again by the throat. So Undertaker gets on his knees to do it. Undertaker drops an elbow on the prone Roberts. Undertaker does his flying throat thrust move to Roberts. Undertaker goes for the tombstone, but Roberts slips behind Undertaker and hits the DDT. Roberts celebrating, but the crowd cheers wildly when The Undertaker sits up. Undertaker grabs Roberts by the throat as Roberts was going for another DDT, and Roberts counters with a knee lift. Short arm clothesline by Roberts. He hits another DDT. Roberts goes out after Paul Bearer instead of pinning Undertaker. Undertaker sits up and comes out after Roberts as Roberts grabs Bearer. Undertaker tombstones Roberts on the outside. Undertaker puts Roberts back inside the ring and pins him. So long, Jake. Undertaker is 2-0 at WrestleMania. 
And there's a super fan Vlad sighting. I wish Peacock and or WWE Network and or both would release the Superfan Vlad documentary as well as the Lex Luger documentary. But don't get me started. Mean Gene interviews Roddy Piper and Bret Hart about their match. Piper talks about the history with Bret and his family. He gets some shot in on Bret, who is looking solemn. Hart says he's only concerned with getting his belt back, and things get a little testy as the two shove each other. And Piper gets fired up and has one of my favorite lines ever after Hart says they can do it here. Piper says, why do it here when he can have a million people watch him rip Bret's head off? Intercontinental Championship match, Roddy Piper versus Bret Hart. Hart gets a good reaction when he comes out. Piper also gets a great reaction. He comes to the ring looking determined. Piper takes his time taking his stuff off. They then are face to face just staring at each other. They lock up and battle for position. Piper with an arm drag. Another lock up and Hart with an arm drag. Another lock up and Piper with a drop toe hold and a go behind. Hart gets back to his feet and goes towards the ropes and then drops down and uses the leverage to, to drop Piper on the outside. Piper is angry and he gets back in the ring and gets into Hart's face and Hart shoves Piper. Piper responds by spitting on Hart. About two-thirds of the crowd stand up and applaud the move. Tests of strength. They then trade wrist locks. Hart with the wrist lock on and they trade shots while Piper is trying to get out of the hold. Piper runs Hart into the, tur- the turnbuckle and starts chopping Hart, but Hart won't let go of the hold. Hart drags Piper down to the mat and puts a hammerlock on Piper. Piper gets back to his feet and drives Hart to the ropes. Piper with an Irish whip, Hart ducks a clothesline attempt and comes back to hit Piper with a drop kick. Both men down and Hart favoring his shoulder, and Monsoon wonders if he heard it on the way down. But he was faking it, and when Piper comes in, Hart catches him with a small package for a two count. Piper gets up and slaps Hart. Hart comes back and shoves Piper, who then gets Hart in a side headlock. Hart reverses it. Piper pushes off and drops down. Hart comes back with a crossbody. It was sloppy looking as Piper wasn't close enough to the ropes, but they make it work and both spill to the outside. Piper then gets back inside. He goes over to the ropes and holds them for Hart to get back in. Hart gets back inside. Hart asks the referee if he can adjust the lace on his boot, and Piper hits Hart with a sucker punch to the face as Hart was adjusting the lace. Piper attacking Hart with shots and Hart is bleeding. He had cut himself with a blade, but as he didn't do it on camera, he told Vince McMahon that it was a hard way shot that made him bleed. Remember that for later, folks. Piper runs Hart into the turnbuckle and then bulldogs Hart. He only gets a two count. Piper gets Hart into the corner and is biting him. Piper with a corner whip and Hart hits the turnbuckle back first this time instead of Sturm first and falls to the mat in pain. Piper comes over and slaps Hart in the face. Piper gets Hart up and hits him with a knee lift for another two count. Hart gets up and Piper punches him in the face. Piper with an Irish whip and Hart comes back with a sunset flip. He gets a two count and Piper comes up with punches to Hart's face. Piper with a series of punches to knock Hart down. He gets another two count. Back and forth in the center of the ring. And as an aside, this week I learned that Vince McMahon doesn't like the term back and forth and it's on his list of banned words and phrases. But I don't work for Vince McMahon, so I'm going to use it. Hart with a shot to Piper and then hits him with a flying forearm to knock Piper to the outside. And Tito Santana is in the back, but he looks up and smiles that Hart used his move and feels proud because that's the type of guy that Tito Santana is. Piper gets back in the ring. Double clothesline and both men are down. Double count going. Piper up first and a massive cheer goes out from the crowd. Piper goes outside and climbs the turnbuckle. Hart jumps to his feet and hits Piper with the right hand to the stomach. And Piper crotches himself on the top rope. 
Hart grabs Piper by the hair while he is still up top. He pulls Piper out and slams him down to the mat. Hart follows that up with an inverted atomic drop and a suplex for a two count. Side rushing leg sweep gets another two count. Hart's face is a crimson mask. He hits Piper with a backbreaker. He wastes time going for the sharpshooter and Piper blocks the move, so Hart drops an elbow on Piper. He goes up to the second rope to drop another, but Piper gets his boot up as Hart comes off. Both are spent, but exchanging slaps on their knees. Back to their feet. Hart headbutts Piper and gets a side headlock on. Piper pushes off, but unfortunately the referee was in the way and Hart runs into him and knocks him down. Piper clotheslines Hart to the outside and follows him out. Piper then runs Hart headfirst into the steps. Piper then throws Hart back into the ring and goes over and grabs the ring bell. He brings the bell into the ring, Hart struggling to get back to his feet as Piper hesitates using the ring bell on him. He looks out to the crowd and they are begging Piper not to hit Hart with the bell. He throws the bell to the outside without using it as the crowd cheers. He grabs Hart and hits him. Hart fires back and Piper ducks and that spins Hart around and Piper gets him in a sleeper. Hart makes his way over to the corner and pushes off with his feet while still in the sleeper and pins Piper to win the match and once again become the Intercontinental Champion. Piper up first and kind of stumbles around as Howard Finkel announces Hart as the winner and new champion. The referee has the belt. Piper takes the belt from the referee as Hart struggles to get back to his feet. Piper helps Hart back to his feet and straps the belt to his waist as the crowd cheers. The two wrestlers then embrace in the ring. They show Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan up in the skybox. Heenan says he has a surprise as he says he's going to take us to the home of the newest member of the WBF and the next WBF champion, the total package, Lex Luger. Luger is shown on the screen and he is massive even bigger than he was at Super Brawl 2. Luger cuts a heelish promo about the WBF and the WBF championship. He insults Gorilla Monsoon, and he also insults the other WWF bodybuilders. This was called giving Lex Luger something to do while his WCW contract ran out. He wouldn't even compete in the championship as he would have a motorcycle accident before then and miss the pay-per-view, and the WBF doesn't last through the year. They show Mountie, the Nasty Boys, and Repo Man, and they cut a promo on their opponents in the upcoming eight-man tag team match. The faces then respond with a promo of their own. Ray Combs from Family Feud is introduced to be the ring announcer for the next match, and he does some jokes on the heels before announcing them. The Mountie, the Nasty Boys, Knobs and Sags, and the Repo Man with Jimmy Hart versus Virgil, Sergeant Slaughter, Jim Duggan, and the Big Boss Man. The heels get tired of Combs' insults and go to attack him, but he rolls out just in time, and now all eight men brawling in the ring as the bell rings. Faces all get Irish whips and back elbows in before all grabbing hands and clotheslining the heels all at once. The heels go to the outside to regroup. As Heenan announces that Shawn Michaels has left the building and Monsoon says, who cares? Sags and Duggan start, and Duggan gets the crowd into the match. Sags attacks Duggan from behind and runs him into the turnbuckle. Duggan comes back with some clotheslines and an atomic drop. Slaughter tagged in. Sags regains the advantage and Knobs tagged in. Slaughter comes back with a corner whip and a clothesline. He dominates Knobs. Bossman tagged in and hits a big boot to Knobs. Bossman with a flurry of shots to Knobs in the corner. He corner whips Knobs, who moves on the charge and Bossman hits the post. Repo man in and the heels are beating Bossman up in their corner. Repo man with an Irish whip. Bossman comes back with a shoulder block. Bossman misses a splash attempt. Bossman low blows Repo Man as he tries to come down on Bossman. Virgil tagged in. 
The heels come in to knock Virgil down. The heels keep goading the faces in so that they can double team Virgil while Danny Davis is trying to get the faces out. Sags in and punishing Virgil. He hits a pump handle slam for a two count. Mounting in and up to the second rope. Boss man in and catches Mountie and hits a spine buster. All eight men in now. Knobs in and holds Virgil for Sags to hit. But Virgil ducks and Sags hits Knobs and Virgil covers Knobs for the pin. Sean Mooney interviews Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair. Perfect has a poster with him that he says is the prized pinup picture of Elizabeth. This was the infamous She Was Mine Before She Was Your storyline that they had about six weeks to develop. Perfect says they are going to put the picture up on the big screen at the Hoosier Dome. This was silly. Everyone knew that nothing like that was going to happen because everyone knew how Randy Savage was. He and Elizabeth were having problems around this time and would separate and divorce later in the year. He wouldn't let that happen if things were great in their marriage. He certainly wouldn't do that now. Plus, this wasn't the era where they would do risque stuff like that anyway. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Flair says that the picture is the real deal. Flair says it's WrestleMania 8. It's the big time. Bright lights, big cities, long limousines, women lined up around the block to take a shot at Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect. Randy Savage's attempt to walk the aisle to defend the honor of his lady and to try to capture the WWF championship. Flair says after Savage has taken the beating of his life, look up at the big screen because the foldout will be shown. Mean Gene is shown outside Randy Savage's door. Gene says Savage is not granting interviews to anybody. Gene speculates what's going through Savage's mind. The first of two main events, WWF Championship match, Ric Flair with Mr. Perfect versus Randy Savage. Flair out first. When Savage is introduced, he comes out looking intense. He gets a great ovation. He runs to the ring and Flair rolls to the outside as Savage gets in. Savage takes his stuff off and goes out after Flair, who stays away from Savage. Flair throws the WWF Championship inside the ring and leaves. He starts walking down the aisle towards the dressing room, and Savage comes out after him. He gets Flair down in the aisle and starts pounding on him. He runs Flair's head into the concrete. Perfect comes, grabs Savage, and pulls him back towards the ring, then throws Savage down. Savage up and going after Perfect around the ring. As Flair rolls back to the inside and referee Earl Hebner is trying to get Savage into the ring. Savage gets back in the ring. Flair with an Irish whip. Savage ducks the clothesline and hits Flair with the clothesline. Savage follows that up with a running knee to Flair's back to drive him headfirst into the corner. Savage then with a corner mounted punches to Flair. Flair tries to come back with an inverted atomic drop, but Savage counters with a clothesline. Savage with a corner whip and a back elbow. He gets a two count. Savage grabs Flair by the nose. Savage gets Flair up on the ropes and then Savage takes Hebner and pushes him gently back to the opposite side. I'm assuming so Hebner won't stop whatever it is that Savage is about to do. Savage rushes Flair, who backdrops Savage to the outside. Flair rolls out after Savage and picks Savage up. He chops Savage and then runs him into the apron. Flair then stomping Savage on the outside. Flair gets back in the ring. He stomps Savage as he tries to get back in. Flair starts chopping Savage. Flair then with an impressive delayed vertical suplex. He only gets a two count. Flair with a belly to back suplex for another two count. Flair gets Savage back in the corner and starts chopping him again. Flair with a corner whip, then another corner whip and a chop to Savage. He gets a two count. Flair drops a knee on Savage. Savage tries to roll away and Flair kicks Savage to the outside. Savage struggling to get back in the ring and Flair comes out after Savage. 
Flair picks Savage up and runs him into the apron again. He then punches Savage, who drops back down to the ground. Flair gets back in the ring as Heenan tells Monsoon to give him a woo. Savage gets on the apron and Flair grabs him. He then suplexes Savage back in the ring. He gets another two count. Flair up and arguing with Earl Hebner about the count. He then corner whips Savage. Flair punches Savage in the corner and Savage sagging along against the ropes. Another Flair punch knocks Savage to the mat. Flair gets Savage back in the corner and hits him with another chop and Savage starts to fight back. Savage with a series of rights and lefts coming out of the corner. Flair with an Irish whip. Flair drops his head too early and Savage hits him with a neck breaker. Flair up and going to hit Savage with a shot, but Savage breaks it and unloads on Flair with some punches. Savage drives Flair to the corner and Flair comes back with a thumb to the eyes. Flair goes up top but gets caught and I'm going to try to hide my surprise while you can take a shot if you're drinking at home. Savage slams Flair off the turnbuckle. Flair backing away and begging off from Savage. Savage with a corner whip and a backdrop to Flair. Savage with a pair of clotheslines and Flair on his knees begging off. Savage with a corner whip and Flair goes over the ropes to the apron where he runs and jumps off the other turnbuckle. But Savage hits him with a shot as he comes down. He gets hit but actually did get to jump off the turnbuckle. So take a half shot. Savage gets a two count. Flair reverses a corner whip, misses a clothesline attempt, and gets clothesline to the outside by Savage. Savage climbs up top and hits Flair with a double axe handle that drives Flair into the barricade. Flair going around the ring and falls to the floor. He is bleeding when Savage picks him up and Vince McMahon would find Flair for cutting himself because he didn't make it look like an accident like Bret Hart. That wouldn't be the last time that Hart would be able to cut himself on pay-per-view without getting in trouble. But we will cover that when we get there. Savage runs Flair headfirst into the ring steps. He then runs Flair into the ring post and Flair falls to the ground. Savage with a suplex to Flair on the concrete. Flair is busted open and bleeding profusely. Savage rolls Flair back in the ring and starts punching Flair while Flair is down to the mat. Flair struggles and gets back to his feet, only to get hit with a double axe handle from the top rope by Savage. Savage gets another two count. Savage with a scoop slam. Savage hits the flying elbow, but Perfect drags him off before the three count. Savage goes out after Perfect. The referee comes out to try to get Savage back in the ring as Savage is stalking Perfect. Perfect rolls into the ring and the referee is between the two trying to get Savage away. The referee gets knocked down briefly and Perfect throws something from his pocket to Flair before getting out of the ring. Flair nails Savage with the object. Flair then passes the object back to Perfect. Savage kicks out at two and the crowd loves it. Flair gets up and starts stomping and punching Savage. Savage gets to the ropes and Flair's choking him as a macho chant goes out from the crowd. And I realize something. You don't hear a lot of macho chants in life. The referee gets Flair away and Perfect takes that opportunity to hit Savage in the ribs with the chair. Savage tries to get up and falls back to the mat. We then get a shot of the aisle and Elizabeth is trying to make her way down to the ring. Dave Hebner is trying to stop her and he is wearing a dark suit and the whitest pair of sneakers that I have ever seen. If this event wasn't being held in a dome, I'm sure you'd be able to see those sneakers in space. This would have been a great opportunity for the centerfold to be shown, but like I said before, there was no way that Savage was going to go for something like that. A young Shane McMahon was also out in his suit trying to stop Elizabeth from going to the ring. I think I also see Billy Redlines and Renee Goulet out there, but Elizabeth does make it to the ring as Flair has Savage's leg on the ropes, and comes crashing down on it trying to set Savage up for the figure four. 
Flair lifts Savage up by the knee and slams him down across Flair's knee as the officials are pleading with Elizabeth to go to the back. Flair puts the figure four on Savage and Perfect grabs Flair's arm for extra leverage. Savage trying not to submit or be pinned and Monsoon commentating on Elizabeth being out there and Heenan saying that she doesn't want them to show the pictures and God bless Bobby Heenan for still trying to get this mess over. Flair reaches up and slaps Savage several times in the face as Savage tries to get out of the move. Savage with his arm up and the crowd cheers as Elizabeth claps. The referee sees Perfect grab Flair's hand and kicks the hand away as Savage turns the figure four over and the crowd cheers wildly. Savage up and hopping around as Flair comes out after him. Flair goes to scoop slam Savage, who catches Flair in a small package for a two count. Flair brings Savage over to the corner closest to Elizabeth and tells her this is for her as he attacks Savage again. He chops Savage and kicks at the bad leg. Flair continues to chop Savage in the corner. He then picks Savage up by the bad leg and then slams it down against his own knee. Flair still with the bad leg in his hand as Savage is hopping on his other leg and taking swipes at Flair. Flair hitting the bad leg with right hands. He stops to woo and as he goes back, Savage blocks the shot and hits Flair to get out and then rolls Flair up using a handful of tights and pins Flair to once again become WWF champion and the crowd goes wild at the three count. The referee hands Savage the belt as Elizabeth comes in to celebrate with Savage as Flair and Perfect are in the ring and going crazy protesting the pin. Heenan says he has to leave and go see Flair. Perfect and Flair screaming at the referee and then Flair goes over to Elizabeth and says, what about me? Elizabeth looking extremely uncomfortable here. Flair grabs her and kisses her and she slaps him and pushes him away. Savage comes over and attacks Flair, but is so quick about it, he almost takes out Elizabeth in the process. The agents get in and separate the two. Mr. Perfect and Flair throwing agents out of the way so that they can get to Savage. Agents separate the two again as a Hogan chant goes out, and there is no way Hulk Hogan is coming out there for any of this. You only get one Hogan appearance per dome show, folks. Flair drops the knee on Savage. The agents have blood on their suits. It is messy. Flair and Perfect finally go to the outside. The crowd boos as they leave. The agents follow them towards the back to make sure that they actually leave as Savage is still down in the ring. Finkel announces Savage as the winner and once again the WWF champion. The crowd cheers as Savage gets the belt again and Elizabeth joins him in the ring. The crying girl from WrestleMania 7 is there in the crowd holding up a homemade poster of the two. It's a perfect coda for Elizabeth and Savage, as this is their last WrestleMania together. Sean Mooney interviews Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair. They are understandably livid and talk about the trunks being pulled. Heenan comes in and he is also upset. Flair calls Elizabeth a Jezebel, but says they are going to reassemble and will get the championship back. They show a replay and promise that Flair will get his title back. Mean Gene talks to Randy Savage and Elizabeth. Savage says he got a piece of what he wanted from Flair. He says that the title isn't all that he wants from Flair. He wants the whole package, as opposed to the total package, who we just saw drinking milk in Atlanta earlier, but I digress. Flashback to the WrestleMania press conference where the bad blood between Sid Justice and Hulk Hogan started, and all of the fallout between the two leading up to WrestleMania. A group of Lumbee Indians from Tatanka's own tribe perform a dance in the ring. Sean Mooney interviews Rick Martell. He says Tatanka has no style. Tatanka versus Rick Martell. Heenan comes back to the booth. Monsoon trying to make him upset. Heenan makes a statement they are going to regroup and regain the title, but gets more upset the longer he speaks. Classic Heenan. The bell rings and they circle each other. 
Bartel gets Tatanka in the corner and hits him with a knee to the midsection. Tatanka reverses a corner whip and hits a hip toss. He then hits Martel with a couple of hip tosses. He chops Martel and Martel rolls to the outside to regroup. He comes back in as Heenan tells Monsoon to put him up as Monsoon has been goading Heenan. Martel with a series of knees to Tatanka. He goes to run Tatanka into a turnbuckle, but Tatanka blocks it and runs Martel in instead. He then chops Martel in the corner. Martel comes back with a corner charge, but Tatanka moves and Martel hits the post shoulder first. Tatanka with a wrist lock and some chops to Martel. Martel pushes off. Tatanka blocks the hip lock attempt. Martel gets Tatanka down and chokes him for a two count. Martel throws Tatanka to the outside. Monsoon calls Martel Ric Flair again, so I'm going to count it. Take a shot if you're drinking at home. Martel out and hitting Tatanka on the outside. Martel throws Tatanka back in the ring. He pits Tatanka up and gives him a backbreaker. Martel goes up top, but Tatanka gets up and shakes the ropes and Martel falls and crouches himself on the top rope. Tatanka chopping Martel in the corner with some brutal looking chops. He follows it up with a corner whip and a backdrop to Martel. Tatanka with an Irish whip, but drops his head too early. Martel kicks him in the face. Martel with a scoop slam and Monsoon calls him Ric Flair again. And I didn't think it would be this match that would get you drunk. But here we are. Take a shot if you're drinking at home. Monsoon corrects himself and says he has flair on his mind, much like James Taylor in Carolina, I guess. But as much as I love and admire Gorilla, I don't want to hear him sing. Martel with an Irish whip and a clothesline. Martel with another Irish whip misses the clothesline attempt, and Tatanka comes back with a crossbody to pin Martel. Tatanka had fallen out of the ring, and the referee comes out and raises his hand. The crowd cheers. Unfortunately, this feud would continue for six more months. Sean Mooney interviews Money, Inc. with Jimmy Hart. Hart says he knows all about the natural disasters. Money, Inc. says they aren't taking the natural disasters lightly, but they will take them. Mean Gene talks to the natural disasters. Typhoon says they have a special present for Jimmy Hart, and Earthquake says that they're going to take what is rightfully theirs. WWF Tag Team Championship Match Money Incorporated, Ted DiBiase, and IRS with Jimmy Hart versus the Natural Disasters, Earthquake, and Typhoon. Natural Disasters come to the ring looking determined. IRS and Earthquake start, but DiBiase says he wants Earthquake and tags in. They lock up and Earthquake pushes DiBiase back into a corner. Another lock up and Earthquake pushes DiBiase into the corner again. Earthquake then does it a third time and DiBiase comes out with his fist cocked. DiBiase with an overhead wrist lock and Earthquake easily gets it out by shoving DiBiase down. DiBiase back to his feet and goes over to confer with the IRS. They then go to lock up and DiBiase hits Earthquake with a knee to the midsection. Earthquake reverses an Irish whip and hits a big clothesline. IRS comes in and Earthquake hits him with a clothesline too. Then another pair of clotheslines for both members of Money Inc. Typhoon comes in and he and Earthquake run Money Incorporated's heads together. Money Inc. rolls to the outside to regroup. Back in the ring, IRS with a wrist lock to Earthquake. Earthquake reverses the hold and hits the arm with several elbows. Typhoon tagged in. He pits the wrist lock up and IRS with the knee to the stomach to break the hold. IRS follows that up with a shot to the throat and Typhoon reverses an Irish whip and hip tosses IRS. IRS backing off from Typhoon. He backs into the wrong corner but quickly gets out when he realizes it. Typhoon with a brutal corner whip. Typhoon runs IRS face first into the turnbuckle several times. Typhoon attempts an avalanche in the corner, but IRS moves out of the way and DiBiase tagged in. DiBiase with shots and chops to Typhoon in the corner. Typhoon reverses a corner whip. Typhoon runs DiBiase into the natural disasters corner buckle. 
but doesn't tag Earthquake in. He instead does an Irish whip, but DiBiase holds on to the ropes. Typhoon comes over and hits a couple of headbutts. Typhoon rushes DiBiase, who drops down and Typhoon teeters on the ropes for a bit before falling to the outside. DiBiase distracts the referee, allowing IRS to come outside and run Typhoon headfirst into the ring steps. IRS then rolls Typhoon back in the ring, where DiBiase takes over by kicking Typhoon while the referee is getting IRS back in his own corner. DiBiase then tags IRS in. Double Irish whip and clothesline. IRS gets a two count. DiBiase tagged in. He hits Typhoon a few times and IRS tagged back in. Money incorporated in control. Double Irish whip and back elbow. IRS with a front face lock. Typhoon powers his way over and tags Earthquake in. But the referee doesn't see it and Money Inc. double teaming Typhoon while the referee is getting Earthquake out. DiBiase in with Typhoon. Double clothesline and both men down. Double count going. Both up and IRS and Earthquake both tagged in. Earthquake with several shoulders to IRS in the corner. Earthquake with a corner whip and a clothesline to IRS. Then one to DiBiase when he comes in. Both natural disasters in and corner whip money ink into each other. Earthquake clotheslines DiBiase out of the ring. Typhoon with a splash and cover to IRS, but he isn't the legal man. Earthquake goes for his sit-down splash, but Hart pulls IRS out of the ring before Earthquake can hit the move. Money Inc. grab their title and leave. Natural Disasters win by countout, so Money Inc. keeps the tag team titles. Mean Gene talks to Brutus Beefcake. Beefcake says he is Hulk Hogan's friend, he is the number one Hulkamaniac, and there to support Hulk Hogan. If this is his last match, he wants Hogan to know that Hulkamania will live forever. Owen Hart versus Skinner. Hart and Alice single as Jim Neidhart has been fired, so no more new foundation. Owen gets on the top rope and moonsaults off. He leans on his feet and as he turns around, Skinner spits tobacco juice in Hart's face. He then runs Hart face first into the turnbuckle and rips his jacket off. Skinner follows that up with a corner whip and a shoulder breaker. Skinner with several right hands and a headbutt. Skinner with a series of moves to Hart. He gets an Irish whip and a boot to Hart. Skinner with a death drop and cover. He only gets a two count. He then throws Hart out of the ring, but Hart holds on and skins the cat to come back in. Hart comes back and rolls Skinner up from behind to pin Skinner and win the match. Mean Gene talks to Sid Justice and Harvey Whippleman. Justice says it's going to be Hulk Hogan's last match. He says he makes that promise. As Hulk Hogan makes his way down the aisle, he has to remember that Sid is the master. They then show Hulk Hogan sit down with Vince McMahon and show McMahon asking Hogan if it's his last match. Hogan says that question makes him sweat. He says he's the only one that can make that decision and he won't know until he comes out of that ring at WrestleMania. He and McMahon do their thank you for Hulkamania thing that they would have a match based on 11 years later. Seeing that, Justice tells Mean Gene to shut up and that he doesn't give a damn about Hulk Hogan. The only thing to remember is Sid Justice is the man who ended Hulkamania. Second main event, Hulk Hogan versus Sid Justice with Harvey Whippleman. Howard Finkel introduces Whippleman who harasses Fink and will continue to do so for years. Whippleman then introduces Justice. Monsoon calls him Psycho Sid, setting a trend for years to come. Hogan gets a great ovation when he comes out. Hogan looking determined as he comes to the ring. Justice attacks Hogan as soon as he steps through the ropes. He Irish whips Hogan and drops down. Hogan stops and hits Justice with a series of right hands. He knocks Justice out of the ring to the delight of the crowd. Justice gets back on the apron and Hogan grabs him, bends him backwards, 
and hits him with a forearm to knock Justice back to the floor. Justice gets back on the apron, and Hogan clotheslines him off and then goes into his shirt-tearing routine. Justice regroups with Whippleman on the outside of the ring. He then gets back into the ring, and he and Hogan are face-to-face, and the crowd is getting into this match. Justice with a knee to the midsection. He then kicks Hogan in the midsection and tears at his face in the corner, and then hits Hogan with a forearm to the back. Hogan holding on to the top rope and selling his back being hurt. Justice then kicks him in the stomach again, and Hogan falls to the mat. A Hogan chant goes out as Justice tells the crowd to be quiet. They do the Irish whip, drop down, and Hogan punching spot again, and the crowd loves that move. Justice falls through the ropes to the outside, and the crowd roars. Justice goes down the aisle a little ways, and he and Whippleman confer again. Justice tells the crowd to be quiet as he gets back in, so you know they do the Hogan chant. Justice and Hogan back eye to eye. Justice indicates that he wants a test of strength. They lock up. Justice forces Hogan down to his knee. The crowd cheers wildly as Hogan makes his way back to his feet. Justice forces Hogan back down to one knee. Hogan powers back to his feet, and the crowd is going wild. Justice still has Hogan by the hands and forces him back to a corner. He then hits a knee to the midsection. Then another knee. Hogan reverses a corner whip and hits a corner clothesline. Whippleman gets up on the apron to distract Hogan temporarily, and when he turns around, he runs into a choke slam from Justice. Justice poses to the crowd as they boo, and the referee checks on Hogan. Justice goes over and kicks Hogan in the back as he tries to get up. Hogan gets up, and Justice hits him with a forearm to the back. He targets the back for punishment. Justice then kicks Hogan through the ropes and out to the floor. Justice then goes out after Hogan, Whippleman up on the apron to distract referee Earl Hebner while Justice hits Hogan in the back with Whippleman's medical bag. Justice throws Hogan back in the ring and pulls a nerve hold on Hogan. Hogan fighting to get out of the hold, but he is fading as the crowd gets behind Hogan to come back. Justice tells him to give up. The referee checks the arm and the crowd cheers when it doesn't fall a third time. Hogan fights back to his feet to the cheers of the crowd. He hits Justice, who responds with a side slam. He does the last rights to Hogan and hits a powerbomb. Hogan kicks out at two and starts to hulk up. He runs Justice in the opposite turnbuckles, and then Irish whip, big boot, and Justice doesn't go down. Hogan with a slam to the roar of the crowd. Now here's the interesting part. Leg drop by Hogan. Whippleman gets up on the apron and starts to come through the ropes as Justice is forced to kick out of the leg drop before the three count. The reason will be clear in a second. Hebner goes over to Whippleman, who has now gotten into the ring. Hogan grabs Whippleman and throws him at Justice as the bell rings. Papa Shango is seen coming out to the ring, and at this point, my man is taking his time and doing the San Antonio stroll coming to the ring. He was supposed to hit the ring during the pin attempt to cause the DQ, but he just doesn't care. Hogan and Justice going back and forth. Shango hits the ring and he and Justice attack Hogan and have him tied up in the ropes. Justice goes outside and grabs a chair, and as he does, the Ultimate Warriors music hits. He comes running down to the ring to the roar of the crowd. He gets in the ring and clotheslines Shango on the outside. Justice hits Warrior with the chair to the back. Justice goes to hit Warrior again, but Hogan grabs the chair first. Justice belts to the outside. Finkel announces that Hogan is the winner by DQ. Hogan and Warrior celebrate in the ring, and Warrior raises Hogan's hand. Hogan grabs a sign from a fan that says bring back the warrior and holds it high. Hogan and warrior then must pose. The crowd loves it. They cheer both Hogan and warrior as they pose. Gorilla puts over both wrestlers as the sparklers go off in the ring 
and they sign off from Indianapolis. Final thoughts. This was an interesting show as wrestling was entering a downtime in the business and this show was a mix of old and new stars. Final WrestleMania appearance for Miss Elizabeth. Check it out. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hairs. Support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from the heart of Virginia. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 